This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. This is Behind the Rose, where Bachelor Nation meets country music and everything in between. Here's your host, Blake Horseman. Hello and welcome to another episode of Behind the Rose podcast. I'm your host, Blake Horseman, here with my buddy, as usual, Eric Bradley. And today we're talking to Listen to Your Heart season one winner, Christopher Watson. We'll talk to Chris about how Guitar Hero started his music career, how applying to The Voice helped his experience on Listen to Your Heart, and whether or not him and Bree are still talking. But first, me and Eric have big news. We both got vaccinated, uh, what was that, about 10 days ago? About nine nine days ago, right? Yeah, last Tuesday. Yeah, last mm-hmm. Tuesday. So about nine days ago, uh, we got the Johnson & Johnson shot. So one and done, which I'm pumped about because I would hate to have that second shot. Same, same. That, yeah. I'd rather get it all done at once. Get yeah, the, get the double dose, which knocked me on my ass. Yeah, I say, Eric, you had you had pretty good side effects, didn't you? Or bad, I should say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm I've never been so happy with knowing my body is fighting in my life. Like, yeah, very true. It's working. Yeah, I, um, very nauseous, fever spiked, headaches, body aches, chills, everything for uh, for 24 hours, and then the next day, you're fine. The second day, like nothing happened. Yeah. That's crazy because I had zero and people say now, who knows, you know, when I say they say, but they say that if you've had COVID, the side effects are a little worse from the vaccine and you think you've had it right back well, in I, March. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know I had it, but then I took an antibody test and I had antibodies. So I had it at some point in time. So you had it. Yeah. And so I didn't. And I think that's why maybe the, uh, the vaccine, the side effects weren't as bad for me, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think my body just recognized like, oh shit, I know what this is. <laughs> We're fighting. Yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I was one of the lucky ones I got. I, I thought for sure I'd had it, dude. Like how have I not, but it, I still could have, I guess just not very bad, but yeah. Well, I mean, you're a specimen. Um, <laughs> but I, I've heard I'm like just you, a normal guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> but we've talked about how like freaking world-class athletes are getting kicked, you know, their ass kicked <laughs> by this thing. So yeah. <laughs> but it's a good thing that we did get vaccinated because we are back on the road again. Back on the road, DJing this weekend. Uh, we're going to be out in Nashville for all our Nashville listeners. Yeah, if anyone is in Nashville, we are at Dirty Little Secret Friday night. Yep, at the Dream Hotel with DJ Silver. It's going to be a night. Uh, there's quite a few bachelor people coming. <laughs> it's going to be yes. There, there is a long list of special there's guests. About there's double figure bachelor people coming. <laughs> uh, so we'll have a lot to talk about uh, next week because I'm meeting a lot of. I mean, we're meeting basically like seven <laughs> people who we've never met before. Imagination. So yeah, uh, yeah we'll have a lot to talk about and next three week. Three or four of us scumbags who know each other pretty well. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, very well. <laughs> a lot of us know each other very well, unfortunately. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. Looking forward to it. So if you guys are in Nashville, come out to Dirty Little Secrets Friday nights at the Dream Hotel. It's going to be a fun night. So hopefully I'll see you guys there. I love that Said I love Here's our chat with Christopher Watson behind the road. I love that Chris, thanks for coming on, man. Dude, Blake, thanks for having me, man. Dude, absolutely. Do you go by Chris or Christopher? I, I go by Christopher when I'm performing. Um, oh, but- okay. Everywhere else, like friends call me, most yeah, friends Chris. call me Chris. And then cool, a cool, lot of cool. friends, once we get close enough, they call me Watson. So if y'all want to call okay. me Watson, we, I'm good with that too. I mean, I was pretty <laughs> much, we learned that last night in Clubhouse. Yeah, Watson, Eric was on Clubhouse was like, with you last like three, night. <laughs> there's like three or four like Chris's in the speaker room, like on stage and all nobody, the time. And honestly, that's how it happens all the time. Like that's really where Watson came about. Like one of my best friends is Chris and his last name is Oxtel. And so 
he he became Oxlaw, I became Watson, and nobody calls us Chris anymore. So <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I actually usually call people <laughs> by last names, to be honest, because the same reason. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, I think just yeah. sports background yeah, sports too. Like, yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, man, I'm glad we had you on because we've been, we've been, we only had Rudy, right? Rudy's the only person from Listen to Your Heart that yep. we've had on. So we've been mm-hmm. wanting more on. So, man, I'm glad we got you. And you're the Listen to Your Heart, man. The, yeah. the winner, man. Winner, man. I am the winner. Yeah. I won that thing. So no, man, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun watching you, man. You crushed it. I, you were my one of my favorites the whole way through. I had a feeling you were gonna get the dub, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I. Yeah. I can't, I can't lie. I can't say I had the same feeling, but you know, as it kept going, you're just like, Oh, I'm still here. And there's <laughs> people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I bet it is. A little, I mean, actually we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Let's catch up on kind of what you're doing now and everything. So you're in LA, right? I'm in LA. I've been here for five years in August. I was going to say, so you grew up in Florida though, right? Yeah. Tampa, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Tampa, Florida, uh, okay. Super Bowl champion bucks. Gotta give a shout out. Uh, <laughs> And so I grew up in Tampa, then I moved to Miami, went to college there, moved to New York, and then now LA. So, yeah. Okay. So, were most of your you, moves like. Did you go to the U? The U, bro. Come the on. U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So, first of all, were you down in Tampa for the Super Bowl then? Dude, I left the week before. And I, honestly, I'm kind of glad I did because I would have been too tempted to go out and like my grandma was home. She wasn't vaccinated yet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, if I was there, I would have I would have gotten COVID for the shit, man. I'm there, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was there, and yeah, the streets were wild. Well, I actually didn't go downtown after the W because I was like, dude, it's probably a total shit show down there. So I was like, I'm gonna stay up. We were, yeah, we were out of town a little bit. Oh yeah, it was it was a, it was COVID madness, man. Yeah, People, man. I mean, well, that's the thing. COVID happened in Florida for about six weeks, and then you know the governor said, forget it, let's make some money. So yeah. yep. Yep. I mean, the Florida economy gives, in Florida is doing well. Yeah. We'll just say that. <laughs> they have given zero fucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. And honestly, so, I mean, I, it's like kind of hard because like, yes, the pandemic's real. My mom's a physician, so she's in healthcare. At the same time, I'm like proud of Florida. I'm like, yo, we just kept it 100. Like, we don't care, bro. Like, that's mm-hmm. Absolutely, cool. man. I know, man. And the numbers aren't that much different, to be completely honest. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Um, but anyway, going back to your moves and everything, did you move mostly for your, your music career? Was that kind of kind of the yeah. goal? Yeah. So when I was in New York, I was working at UNICEF for the UN. So oh. full time and wow. that, and then at night doing music and I also had an open mic um, for like maybe like a year or so, like my last year in New York. And it was like from that open mic. And then I went on a little tour and I'm like, yo, like if I really want to do this, I got to go on the road. So I moved out to L.A. with my savings. And I was like, yo, I'm leaving New York. We'll be back in like three, four months. And then, you know, three, four months went by. So did all my my money. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm sorry. Here. <laughs> so just kind of stuck it out but yeah the move to la was to to pursue music full-time and so yeah it's been great awesome awesome dude tell me about that job for unison what exactly did you do there it was dude cool. it was it was intense man i was working on hr administration so it was essentially a desk job but the thing is it's like i had duty stations all around the world so like people would call unicef in new york and they'd be like oh chris at unicef in new york like you're like the official unicef representative for us and i'm like like, i'm new i don't know what to do (laughs) and uh it was it was like such a great learning experience i'm the kind of person i don't know about y'all but i do way better being thrown into the fire rather than getting like just slightly burned lightly burned i'm like put me all the way in Mm -hmm. not gonna burn up and so it was it was great man it was a lot of fun yeah that's yeah, that's a pretty cool. I mean, that's gonna be a great experience. Looks good on a resume, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I tell you, I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I only applied for a handful of jobs after that, but everybody was like, UNICEF. Okay, we'll talk yeah. to you. So yeah, that's pretty cool. No, absolutely, man. So you're in LA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually just out there last weekend, but you guys are like still pretty closed down as far as like COVID and everything. Yeah. 
still pretty closed down. I mean, the thing about LA, there's a lot to do outdoors. I think what's hard about LA, it's a very event based city. Like I would mm. events like three, mm-hmm. four times a week. Like that's just like, you know, so all of those still being shut down is pretty tough, but restaurants are starting to open back up. All the outdoor stuff is, is, is opening back up. Like I was just on the beach and I'm having fire pits again. And like, that's like one of the vibes to do out here. So yeah. Yeah, no, man. absolutely. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. How's quarantine been for you, man? Like, have you been, you know, making music? Have you been losing your mind? Like, how's it been for I mean, you? It's been a little bit of everything. I mean, you know, my my last year was one of the craziest years of my life for a lot of different reasons. And I think more than anything, like losing uh, the rhythm of my job was pretty tough. You know, mm-hmm. everybody had everybody was different. I mean, for me, I saw just literally my whole year of work dry up in a week. And so I was just like, all right, well, at least I have the show to bounce off. And, you know, luckily, Bri and I, we had a lot of success and did a lot of good things. But it, it was definitely tough. I mean, it was really, really weird to get inspired when there was so much bad stuff happening, man. You so know, true. So, so true. Yeah. I yeah. really looked at it like that. I always forget that Listen to Your Heart happened, like, yeah, not that, that long ago. You know, like, I, it feels it like forever ago. beginning. Yeah. Yeah. It was like airing right at the beginning of, mm-hmm. of quarantine. That's yeah. right, man. It's crazy. It, was, it feels like so much has happened. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude. And, and I think what was crazy, it's like everybody was still just figuring out like, like, what are we supposed to do? I mean, like there was days we didn't go outside people. I was like, I used to, I, I try to bike every day. I was like, I'm not going biking. I don't know if I'm gonna get COVID, you know? <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> dude, when it first happened, like I wouldn't, I didn't leave my house for yeah. a good five weeks, man. I was just waiting like, right outside that this? door. I'm not going anywhere. Don't, don't come, come find me. Try it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. So I want to get into like, you know, your music um, affluences, if you will, and stuff. So have you just always been musically inclined? Is that like something you've always wanted to do? It's always been something I've done. It wasn't always something I wanted to do. I guess I was birthed into being an artist. Um, I like like we were saying, I went to school in Miami. So I basically grew up playing music my whole life from drums and singing and all this other stuff all in high school. Went to college and said, I don't want to do any of that. Uh, I just want to have fun. And the first semester of college, I, you know, I made it through, but like, <laughs> and, it's all that matters. And it was after that. And like, you know, it was just a matter of application. So I started to apply myself a second semester. And honestly, it was like through rock band, wasting time playing rock band that I'm wow. like, it's still no serious. Like, you already know how to play the drums. Like, you already know how to play the piano. It's like, just start to put this together. So it was after my freshman year, I wrote my first song. And I dedicated my life to being a songwriter and I haven't looked back since. So 19. Yeah. When I- That's awesome. Man. Well, there's, there's that clickbait hit article right there. I mean, Chris <laughs> off of uh, guitar hero <laughs> yeah. Yeah. starts his yeah. music career. Like, that's pretty cool. yeah. EA sports. Come find me, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool though, man. Um, well, you're, when did you, cause you have a, me and Eric were saying you have the voice of an angel. Like, where, when did you realize yeah. that you could sing, man? Like at what, what moment were you like, of this generation? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was singing old like gospel tunes with my mom in the car. And like, my mom was always listening to music. And so I was in like a boys choir when I was young, like singing arias and like, it's like, you know, Italian opera type stuff. And I was just like, this is really fun and comes very easy to me. And I had a pretty good pitch. And so I was just like, for a while, I kind of just like put singing on the back burner. and like, let me get good at the rest of other types of music because singing wasn't cool. And I like, I just wasn't also super into it. But I'm like, I knew I could still do it. So, yeah, uh, 
as I become a full-time musician, it's like, oh, like this is the most important thing that people pay attention to because they don't say, oh, you played great piano or like, oh, your guitar was really cool or like, oh, that song was awesome. They're like, your voice, it's just like, you know, so. <laughs> it's so true though. That's so is, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to pay attention to the rest of the stuff. Somebody pays attention to this and you're like, all right, let me focus on that. Yeah, focus on that. Yeah, yeah. So you just talked about kind of, you know, gospel and everything. Is, what what would you consider your musical influence? Like what kind of music did you just do growing up? And, you know, that has like influenced how you make your music. I mean, yeah. growing up, it was, I'm Caribbean. So I listened to a lot of reggae um, and stuff like that. And a lot of oldies and a lot of Christian and gospel music. But I would really say the culmination of all of those things was really like when I discovered blues when I lived in New York like as a songwriter and I was just mm. like, like, this is it. Like the way that people could tell a story and it's slick and it's always sad and it's always depressing, but it always lifts you up. I'm like, that's just like, <laughs> that's the shit right there, dog. You that's know, like good. that's the magic in music. So it was definitely the blues and I'm still a blues man to this day. So yeah, that's a good way to describe the blues to be mm -hmm. honest, what you just said, because it's hard to describe the blues sometimes. So yeah, yeah, yeah. man. Oh, and I feel like the blues in New York just hit different too. Yeah. Like, I just feel like in the city like that. Oh yeah. Because you could live it every single day. I mean, because New York, it's like, if you have an awesome day, bro, it's just going to go up. You're going to go have a 100 days, it's going to turn to 200% day. Yeah. It's barely bad. It gets, it's not going to get better. You might as well just go home, lock yourself inside. Like, it's not <laughs> better, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, man, I, I love New York. I've been to New York in a while. I mean, I probably, I mean, I bet you haven't either. Obviously, you've been out, yeah, about in LA and stuff. But I, I, I do miss New York, the energy of the city. It looks a little different right now. I know that. Like, it's kind of eerie right now, man, but. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the energy has been sucked out. Honestly, it's a little depressing, but I, I always grew up going to New York, so it's always going to be a home for me. So. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So I want to get into kind of, you know, listen to your heart and some other things. So we'll do that right after this. Actually, I don't know if many people know this, but Listen to Your Heart wasn't even your first... A reality TV show was it because you did the voice right yeah. I did I did do the voice yeah. uh, <laughs> as you're smiling <laughs> yeah man I mean you know it's it was wild bro because it's like I was fresh out of college and you know it kind of just happened on a whim like I had a friend who we used to like study together and um he's like yo I'm at dinner with a producer in LA like should I show him your music I'm like yeah whatever and so I like got booked the audition I like emailed him back he's like and they're like oh this guy doesn't work here anymore but since he already booked you an audition blah 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 so long story short, went through the whole entire process, didn't get to audition for the judges, but the whole experience like was just very powerful, very moving. And like, you know, getting to meet, you know, I went to school for broadcast journalism, so I, you know, studied television. And so like getting to like literally shake hands with some of these executive producers and go in and like audition for them. And I'm like, man, like, ugh, I forget the name of the guy right now is um, like Burnett or something, Eric Burnett or something like that is like one of the EPs or something. And I'm like, man, like he he thinks I sound good. Like, okay, like maybe we should stay pursuing this. You know, yeah. <laughs> at that point, it was only a year out of college, and so like, you know, my my family wasn't still like really all the way behind me. I was still super broke. Luckily, I had a girlfriend who liked me, so I was like, at least like I've had a few. <laughs> It's great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I bet that is kind of a cool feeling to get out there. It's like put yourself out there for those auditions and have people who know what they're talking about kind of yeah. say like, "Hey, you got something here." I got to be feel good. Yeah, 
Yeah, because like even going back to saying like I always put singing on the back burner. Um, I had an aunt growing up and she loved watching those reality shows, uh, all the singing shows. And I always back when I wasn't singing, I was like, if I ever make it on American Idol, I'm at least going to make it to Hollywood. If I ever audition for one of these shows. And that's what that's exactly what happened. Like that's my wild. Friend to L.A. was all covered, all flown out, blah, 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 blah. And so I got exactly as far as I thought I would. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, everything happens for a reason. I'll tell you what. So that, 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 did do you think that experience through the application process helps you if you're listening to your heart kind of getting on that and going through that application process? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I mean, going through, even though I didn't do like the whole cattle call with like, you know, hundreds, thousands of people, I did like a private audition, but still just like being in that environment where you're like, all right, will showcase your stuff and you know that you're one of hundreds of people that they see that day it's still just like kind of just like i don't know it helped me settle all my nerves and yeah get rid of all those all those kinks you know yeah so. i bet the nerves weren't as bad knowing that you kind of been through the process before and and it kind of performed like that in an audition setting like that so yeah that yeah. makes sense now cool so when you were on the show like those first couple nights, was it just what, like, were you guys just like, what the fuck have I gotten myself into? Or like, was it more like pretty chill? Like you guys were all like, what was the vibe in the house? No, it's the same vibe that anybody, I, I can't say other reality shows, but anybody who's been in Bachelor Nation, it's the same thing. You yeah. walk in there and it's an earthquake. And <laughs> I like, I, I was like, I was like, yo, y'all can't pour me a drink fast enough. Like I just need to sit <laughs> off, off the talk. Um it was it was it was definitely madness. Like I mean, I, I think like the first day and a half, we were just like getting our bearings. Mm -hmm. uh, that first night was I have never ever experienced anything mm -hmm. like that. I mean, like I I definitely like I, you know like I, I sweat you know like like most dude, people. Same. <laughs> but, no, that night, dude, I could not stop sweating. <laughs> it was like right, and then luckily I stopped right before I met Chris. But I was just like, I'm wearing a gray shirt. I'm going national television, drenched in sweat. I'm like, bruh, like they did this. Uh, <laughs> you know? Yeah, these sons of bitches. <laughs> but oh, that's funny. It was, it was all good. It all worked out. But yeah. yeah. I, I always say when people ask me about that first night, I, the first night feels like a movie set. Like there's cameras everywhere. There's so many people, so many producers. Like it feels like a movie set. It's wild. It's a, it's a crazy experience that first time walking into the mansion. Because you guys, wait, you guys weren't in our mansion where no you guys were in a different spot that's right yeah we were up in i don't know if i could say where but it was a valley to the left of the normal valleys okay. the valley i remember thinking you guys had a better place than us like i remember i think i remember watching and being like damn your guys is a place pretty dope it's really that. funny so uh a handful of us i guess you know we're all gigging musicians like i played a wedding there like a year before we <laughs> shot there another another one of the guys trevor he played a few shows there and like he knew the guy who like owned the spot so like it was kind of crazy like how we were actually kind of familiar with the location a little bit um that's really yeah. interesting it was it's a gorgeous 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 venue yeah, it looked like it. I remember being like, what the fuck? Like, that's way nicer than what we get on the bat, like on the Vashray. I remember thinking that. Um, so, man, walk me through kind of the moment when you and Bree, like, obviously kind of started talking because I know what it's like in that environment. I mean, not many people can relate, but like a lot of people, you know, in Bachelor Nation know what it's like in that environment. You kind of meet somebody and you're like, there's cameras and there's all of that. Like, when did you kind of you guys kind of click? Was it kind of early or did it take some time? No, it was it was early on. I mean, it's kind of funny, like, you know, we were we, we got to watch the show back together. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know how it is like when you meet a pretty girl and it's like you're just doing your best like to check her out without being like all the way obvious like on camera it's like what's up Bree? up and down nice to meet you it's like obvious as hell like i'm checking you out so at what point did you swoop (laughs) i i i i swooped night two night two i swooped i remember that there was a conversation where I was between the two girls that I was going to go after. It was Bree and another girl. And they were like, and like, you know, one of the questions was like, oh, well, what are you going to do about it? And I'm like, well, I'm like looking at one. I'm like, well, you know, you got to make a decision. And also you got to go after what you want. And I'm like, it was so awkward, dude. <laughs> awkward, man. I mean, that's the thing is like, we've, we've been there where it's like, okay, like maybe I'm going to hit on more than one girl in the night, but like to do no, it. That's, like, every, that's every weekend. Girl, <laughs> well i mean pre-covid pre-covid yeah yeah, 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 yeah for sure um but yeah but i mean i i really think that the time when everything changed is we had our first date um and really like all the cameras melted away and it just like felt all the way real and everything was really real and so i was really really happy that we were able to experience that as well as just like because it's hard it's it's really difficult it doesn't matter what you what your experience is with cameras to mm-hmm. be vulnerable in that way on camera, the most vulnerable position that I think anybody could be like falling in love with somebody. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm really glad that we had our data. Like I'll, whatever I'll plug it guitar center. So <laughs> guitar center, uh, hook your boys up, do a little, we can do yeah. an ad for you guys. <laughs> um, yeah, man. So something I can't relate to obviously, cause I'm not a musician, but what is it like writing music with somebody and playing music with somebody and like, just vibing and like feeling it. Cause I know you guys had some mad chemistry when you guys were playing music and everything. So what, what is that feeling like? It's, it's honestly something that I, I haven't ever felt before. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the music industry and people got to keep up appearances. And so like most times and not most times, literally 99.9% of the time working with females in music, I've always kept a professional, never crossed that boundary. And so to finally cross that boundary and you're singing a love some song and you're like looking at somebody in the eye, it's like, it's, 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 it's honestly next level. I've never felt something like that. So it was really, really, really special. Really special. Be, like that's so intimate. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so intimate to be like singing like that and looking in someone's eyes and then like feeling that like it's, yeah, whew, it's gotta be special. I get that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly it was, it was just, it was scary, bro. It was really scary, but you just had to keep leaning in. And I mean, that's like, it's kind of like, yo, there's been so much that's brought me here. I just got to keep on leaning into this. No, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I fall in love in that environment too. And it's like, it's fucking weird, man. And it's like a lot and it's powerful and it's, it's a lot happens uh, in that environment fast and everything. So, and I mean, like, you're right. It's scary. It's terrifying, man. It's terrifying. It's terrifying. And then you're also just, you're not like worried about how you're going to, you're, I don't know. I, I, I know wasn't mean, worried about like how I'm going to look on camera and everything. I was just like, is this, is this like what I really, really, really want? And I'm like, you know what? Like, I guess it is, you know, cause like I'm already here and like dating in LA wasn't going great before. So it's like, you know, just keep on leaning in. Let's see what happens. Yeah. So. Like, why not? I remember I kept saying mm-hmm. myself that throughout the season, like, why not? Like I'm here. Why not? Why not? Like let's let down the walls. Let's be honest. Let's be open. Let's do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously you guys made it to the very end, um, the very, very end. But those last few performances, man, like there was a lot that was obviously like banking on those performances. Like those are those are pretty high pressure. Like you were playing in front of some big names there for a while, man. So yeah. what were the nerves like, um, you know, when you and Bree were up there playing in front of like, I don't know, there's like Kesha. I think it was who else? Um, 
God, I can't think of all the people that were it's in it. But... It's all good. I mean, we played in front of Jason Mraz. I mean, Mraz, yeah. like, we did Tony, we played in front of Tony Braxton. Yeah. And, you wow. know, like, unbreak my heart, say you love me. And, like, you know, like, knowing those songs, and I'm like, I've learned that song to for this guy he wanted to propose to his girlfriend and I like snuck in like the backyard of his house. And, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like remembering that. And Tony Brax is like complimenting me. I'm like, Oh my God. Like, like this is not what's actually happening. Um, at the same time, man, you just lean back on your own experiences, man. Like I've performed in a lot of different scenarios that have felt honestly higher pressure than that. Um, so I, I work with kids. And so in, in a way that kind of feels like a higher pressure because like sometimes like you're with like someone's kid and you like pick them up and you're like have them on you and like the parents like really happy and they're like also slightly nervous. But then like in time, they just get like more and more excited and they're like, yeah, just take them like whatever, you know, <laughs> but to like build up that trust. I feel like that's a very, very, I don't know. I feel like that's in, in some ways even more nerve wracking. So hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I love that you talk about like, you know, your experiences and obviously you've, like, you've been out there, you've played when you can play wherever you can play, you know, you've done that, which is pretty cool. And obviously I think that helped you uh, throughout this experience for sure. I mean, you were just talking about how you play, you know, you were playing for somebody's proposal. Like that's pretty cool, you know, but I bet not many people can say that. Yeah. Yeah. I played a, a good, good handful of wedding proposals, good handful of random, random gigs, man. Yeah. (laughs) Got to do what you got to do, man. Got to put that foot on the table. I got, I get it, man. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So freelance work. Yeah. Freelance work. Yeah. I hear you. I've written, you know, like written songs for people that are trying to propose to girlfriends or trying to get back with them. Like it's it's wild, bro. (laughs) So what's your songwriting process like? Cause like you kind of, that's your thing. What is your process like when you write songs? It's always different. It's always different. And honestly, I'm glad that it's always different because it just keeps it fun. Like sometimes you're just like, man, like that's a good sounding thing from a song that I like. Let me try to re-emulate that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, man, I just have this feeling about this and that. Like, let me just write out the entire song. Sometimes you're just like, all right, like, let's just riff and like find out what works, you know? So it's honestly different every time. I mean, <laughs> I feel like... <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We're going there. So, like, one of the songs we might, we might, maybe "Booty" is the song that we're sharing. So, like, yeah, I can tell you all about that. Yes, tell us about that process. That process. So, I used to live in New York City, as as aforementioned, and so this is riding back on the subway one day, and uh, you know, this like we're guys. Like, women are smarter than us. Like, that's what it is. Like, they just Amen. are. They know what they're doing a lot of the time. Like, they really do. So we we're all riding back on the subway, just like me and just like re- like it was just a bunch of regular work guys, some guys in suits, construction, whatever. So this, this woman comes on and she has like I can't believe I'm telling this shit. So she has she has her little brother with her, uh-huh. and so she like gets on the thing and she's so she's like on the pole and like you know she like puts she puts you know her booty like on the pole and like kind of like spins here, spins there, and like gets off in like three stops. And we all look at each other and just bust out laughing, yo. <laughs> And like, it's like, yo, we know it's like, like, we can't, like, none of us said anything. Like, we were all, but it was just like, we knew what she was doing. And I'm like, I'm like, honestly, I said, I said it to myself right then. I'm like, that's an ass attack. Like, I was under attack. <laughs> I, there was I could do. There was nothing I could do. And so, honestly, that was kind of the start of the song. And then that's like, so, for example, so that song I wrote in one clip, I just freestyled the entire thing. Like, of course, tweak some of the lyrics there here and there, but really freestyled the whole thing. 
So wow, that's pretty cool. That's that's a funny story though, because I know what that's like. Like then all of a sudden she leaves and you kind of look at the other guys and you're like, do you see what I see? <laughs> like, we all saw that, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty great, man. That's cool because we have, you know, we have a lot of musicians on here and everybody kind of talks about how songwriting, it's different for everybody, you know, it's different for everybody. And that's, that's pretty cool um, to hear your process. And when did you start songwriting? Like, was it super, super young? Like, when did you kind of pick that up? I mean, I, I definitely concretely wrote my first song when I was 19 after, after college or after my freshman year of college. Um, I think, I think the process kind of started like when I started to get more into the drums and I got into like rock and roll and that just like, kind of like changed my perspective. And like one day my aunt walked in, I was like playing Queens of the Stone Age and she's like, Chris, this music scares me. And I was like, that's good. I'm onto something. (laughs) (laughs) So I I would really honestly say it was like getting into rock and roll, Queens of the Stone Age, the killers, and just like how songs can be very different than like what's like on your pop radio. I think what was crazy to me is I'll listen to an album and I'm like, if this is the single and this is the only song that's like, quote unquote, making the money, like, why do they write the rest of these songs? And I was intrigued by that. So I was like, Fallout Boy, a lot of punk rock stuff, because like I already listened to hip hop and everything like that. And I loved all that. But it was just ble- like knowing that there's so many different types to to blend together. So, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of different kinds of music out there. That's for sure, man. So uh, you and Brie, obviously you you win the I don't, the listen to your heart. And I felt so bad for pretty much everybody on the show, but especially you two, because you didn't get, you guys were supposed to go on like a tour, right? Like that's how that was supposed to happen. Yeah. We were supposed to go on a tour and we had an album as well and a music video that we were supposed to do. But honestly, all we really wanted to do was tour because we're musicians and like I'm a full time musician out here. And so I perform normally between like two to eight times a week, you know? Um, At the same time, like you just kind of always held on to the silver lining, like in the pandemic. I'm like, I'm not sick. That's just kind of it. Bottom line. I'm not sick. I'm not dying. Like I still have enough food to eat. I'm not going to go hungry. So it kind of just starts and ends there. Because if you if you start dwelling on it, then you just (laughs) get like, oh, damn it. (laughs) I hear you. That's a that's a good way to look at it, man, because we felt the same way. Like we, we missed out. Obviously, everybody, you know, missed out a lot of opportunities. Um, but yeah, we're like, you know what? Well, I still have a good savings. I'm making, still making a little bit of money and I'm healthy. So like, can't that's, complain too much. And that's definitely know? the one industry that will rebound quickly. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Everybody wants live music. Everybody wants live music. And especially, you know, Los Angeles is, is an entertainment city. I mean, there's so many different ways and venues to play at. And it's, it's definitely going to come back. I mean, I'm already starting to feel it a little bit. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, same here. Yeah, absolutely. So when... So actually, I'm trying to think here. So when the show finished airing, we were already in quarantine, but you and Brie were obviously together. Um, were you guys able to see each other, you know, when you were dating, like through quarantine? Like, how did that work for you guys? Yeah, we saw each other like two or three times and then the lockdown hit. So I think we finished we finished filming in like February and then it was about a month later that the lockdown hit. So we saw each other like two or three times. And then, you know, I, it just everything happened. Like, we were just like, oh, are we still going to make this album? Like, are we going on tour? Like, what are we doing at all? Um, yeah, yeah. And it just was the start of the long saga of of the quarantine life, you yeah. know? It, yeah. it was it was, it was was difficult because essentially we were tasked to write an album about love and happiness. And it's just like the world is falling apart. It's like, how are you getting inspired when... Literally, the city that you love, New York City, is just falling apart. So that's so true, man. 
Such a good point. That that was a difficult task, uh, to say the least, for sure, man. So obviously, Umbri, you know, didn't work out. Uh, are you guys still friends? Are you guys still, you know, amicable, if you will? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, I wish it was, but I, you know, I, I, we have to respect everybody with decisions and I thought it might be different. Um, but, but it is, it is what it is. I mean, yeah. you know, we still talk a little bit here and there because we just still have a lot of stuff tied up with each other. Um, at the same time, like it, it just kind of, it kind of is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. You got to kind of, Gotta kind of cut those. Yeah, I get that. I get that. It makes it a little easier at times uh, when you don't talk, obviously, for sure. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. I mean, I think what's weird for me is like I'm the kind of person to I don't like date a lot of people. And so I and I'm also like a professional people. I'm a professional musician. Half of me, the other half is professional people person. I can talk Mm -hmm. to anybody at any time, regardless of if we have beef, like, oh, we have to get through this, you know. Yeah. So it's been difficult, but it's 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 going all right. It's not easy, but at least I mean Let's just say you don't hate each other. We'll put that out there, right? Like, you, yeah, yeah. It, no, it no. ended well. Like, yeah, there's no, there's no like actual bad blood. Right. No, okay. Yeah. I still love her. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. all love for her and right. I want the world for her. So, yeah. yeah. No, that's no good. That's, that's always nice here. And honestly, sometimes in Bachelor Nation, that's not the case. So, like, it's pretty cool to see mature grown adults, you know, like being yeah. able to like, you know, talk it through and like end amicably. So, it's good yeah. to see. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So um, I want to get into kind of what you've been doing lately, what you got in the future um, and everything. And we'll do that right after this. All right, man. So it's been like you kind of said, Chris, it's been a big year for you, man. It's been a big year for you. Like it's just like wild, man, because you were on Listen to Your Heart. COVID hit. Um, you were in a relationship, you know, now you're out of a relationship. Things are starting to open back up. So what is on the docker for you right now, man? You got any music kind of even yeah, working plus, on stuff? And then you have the tour coming on and yeah, what, what will happen with that tour? Yeah, have they mentioned anything to you about they... the tour? No, I mean, what was so difficult about the tour is we were, they were like, all right, like pick cities and venues and this and that. So we picked cities and we picked venues and then venues started to close and we're just mm-hmm. like, you know, and I, I guess we kind of got to go to the demand. I mean, we'll see if we end up uh, doing music together in the future, like in that in that capacity. I, you know, I think I'd be open to it. I think she would be too. I think we just need some time to yeah. figure all that out. But I mean, a tour is is definitely imminent. I mean, I, I have two projects that I'm working on right now and a couple singles as well. Um, so I definitely want to get out there. I mean, I think I think Texas is kind of like the obvious destination because there's wide open over there. Just down there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, We just, we were just there in Austin. Austin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. How was it? Well, we were there during the fucking blizzard. Um, (laughs) We got stuck down there. I mean, it it was very open and then it was completely shut down in 24 hours. Apocalyptic. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. That's literally the, the the one. Yeah. Yeah, the biggest storm in a century down in Austin, Texas. We were there yeah. for it. It was yeah. wild. We never, stuck there ne- for five days. Never thought you'd be pissed to be stranded in Austin. Yeah, yeah, but we were. <laughs> we were. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, man. Tell me about um, Beauty of Love because I know you're a very spiritual man, and you were talking about this this musical project for you. So what is what does that entail? So Beauty of Love essentially it was born out of uh, my church mosaic in LA. We went to a mission trip in Lebanon. And Lebanon is, it's in the Middle East and it is Muslim country, but it's the most like progressive. There's a lot of Christians there and this and that. Long story short, we were ministering to a lot of people who weren't Christians. And so it was like, how do we 
<laughs> like, how do we communicate to them without like beating them over the head with Jesus? Mm-hmm. It's like not what we wanted to do. So it's just like lead with love. And we want to showcase like what the beauty of love is. So we wrote this song. Um, and then I think my buddy and I, Jay, like we just kind of like sat on it for like a year and then like just kind of popped back up. He's like, oh, you should, like, you should, you should, you should make the song your own, like do the acoustic version. And then I kind of did that. And then I had a handful of other Christian songs and I'm like, let me just put this all together. And like, so literally the project, they're all songs about love. Just like they say love in all of them, but they all sound very different. They all give something else as, as well as like, I, you know, I have a lot of different friends. So like, I have like a, a handful of friends in LA that like aren't believers. They're like, not even like Jesus, like at all, you know, but I still show them the songs and they're like, man, like it just speaks to me beyond um, anything mm-hmm. like that. And so that's, that's really all that I wanted to, to showcase with this. It's like, it's just the beauty that, that love is, you know? So, yeah, and as well as like, cool. it's kind of like my path of how I've been able to find it in my life, you know? No, man, that sounds, that sounds awesome, man. We're definitely, everybody go check that out. When is that dropping and everything? When is that kind of going to be complete? That's going to be out in June. Okay, in June, everybody go check that out in June. Um, so, how many is that? It's, it's basically it's an album, right? That, is that what you would consider it? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be an EP. It'll be five tracks. Okay, okay. So, I mean, there's so many different ways about doing things in the music mm-hmm. industry and blah 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 and singles, this and that. I'm the I'm a kind of album project based person. So, like, even though I'm gonna have two singles from this, but it's gonna drop like as a full EP. Oh, so, cool. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll keep our eye out for that for sure. And then you also have another one in the works, Tell Them Drive. Tell them drive, man. Yeah. So, What's like, that? That, that kind of came about. So tell them is my motto, man. You got to tell them, bro. If you ain't telling them in life and people are like, oh, what does it mean? I'm like, just be about what you're about and don't hold back. If somebody has a problem with it, it's their problem. It's not yours as long as you're living your truth. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, and if you don't live your truth, then guess what you're doing? You're selling yourself short. And if you sell yourself short, you're selling everyone that you meet. You're selling all of them short of like really experiencing you. So tell them drive is about that. And uh, it's kind of... <laughs> Got a couple fun songs. I have a song on there called "Mostly True," um, which is about the first day I got got to California, got got caught smoking weed on the beach, and then like <laughs> it just kind of goes on from there. I got a I got a song about uh you know previous relationship, song about you know sometimes that you're just looking for good times, and it's just like it might be a mistake, but it is what it is, and I I'm happy I was there. So it's just like kind of a little little collection of of like songs that helped me find and live my truth, I guess you could say. Ooh, okay, cool, cool. And that, is that going to drop around the same time or? Same time, same time. Same time, cool. So instead awesome. of one album, it's just like dropping two projects. And it's just like kind of like, you know, the industry these days and everything is so immediate, like with the culture. It's, and it's kind of ridiculous for independent artists. Like it's like, how do you compete with somebody who has an entire machine behind them? And you, you can't. It's just like mm-hmm. all you have to do is just be yourself and just, wait for somebody to catch on or you know keep on putting it out until people decide like hey like i definitely need to pay attention so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean you're right man being an independent artist nowadays is, is super hard but at the same time there's a lot of different outlets you know there's a lot yeah. of different outlets social media is huge and now you got you got a good following man and you got a lot of friends with good following hit me up when that drops i'll blast that everywhere man. <laughs> tell them tell them bro i will i definitely will man. <laughs> absolutely no um yeah man that's really cool so you got you basically dropping double album baby double album dropping Drop double album. and i mean i think what's really <laughs> interesting about music is there's so many different ways to go about it like i've been doing some writing with sync licensing and i have a song or two that are hopefully going to be on one of the viacom networks and i work with kids and i do kids music and so i'm trying to work with sync licensing at that and like it's kind of hard like trying to push not like hard pushing my independent music but like knowing like 
I've been doing well as a, as a full-time musician the last two or three years, and it hasn't been because of my independent music. So essentially, it's like everything else, like, kind of, I guess, like, not like my independent music, like, takes, like, a back burner, but it's just like, hey, like, that's, like, really, like, your passion project, and do everything else that's actually going to get you paid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like, that's, like, why for a while, like, I wasn't worried about, like, before the show and everything, like, I wasn't worried about, like, social media and this or that or, like, getting likes and stuff because I'm, like, at this point in time, I'm getting paid from all this other stuff. I'm not getting paid for my likes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. even I did a, a commercial with Jeep and I'm, like, I didn't get I didn't get that commercial because I had a huge following. I didn't get that. I'm, like, I got that commercial and did that commercial just because of, like, my talent, you know? Yeah. So, it's, like, yeah. just focus on your talent. It's also realizing that everybody's different. As soon as you like really realize that, then then you're 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 golden. You know, like yeah. you have your own path, make it happen. You know. Yeah. No, absolutely, man. I mean, I can't wait to see what you got. You know, in the future and everything, man. Because you are. We talk, man. Yeah. <laughs> angel voice of an angel, man. So we're we're excited <laughs> to see what see what you got coming. But the big question, man. So first of all, right now, are you single? You're a single guy. I still am single. You are single. So you know what I'm going to ask next, man. Yeah, you know you what I'm going to ask you. Up here. <laughs> Will we be seeing you down on that beach? I, uh, I'll, I'll decline the answer at the moment. <laughs> cool. We will see you down there. No, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's the thing, man. I, I'm from Florida, bro. You know, I love the beach. So, hey, yeah. there we go. <laughs> no, we man. We, yeah, I, I, we, me and Eric were talking before you got on. We were like, man, I think you'd crush down there. Honestly, man, you just, you just start singing, man. And I'd swoon, man. Yes. I'd take you on a one on one, man. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, you know what's funny? It's like, you know, Fair, like, really. listen to your art. I mean, listen to your heart. Like, you know, there's, there's so many different ways to edit the show and like there's so many different like you know there's just so much going down i felt like if i had another whack at it 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 would be i i mean maybe it would be the same like maybe i would win again i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it worked out the first time but i don't know we'll, we'll see i yeah. i'm intrigued we'll leave it there yeah, yeah there you go you're intrigued i'll tell you what i mean all the other guys should be shaking in their boots man when you go down there and you fucking sing and yeah man i tell you what man i think yeah, you're, you're gonna be a commodity down there if you decide to yeah. go because you're actually uh you're actually a guy with a talent so yeah. and you seem pretty cool <laughs> laid back fun like you're not you're not gonna be in the drama you're not gonna be in any drama. yeah and that's and, that, yeah. and that's what's so funny about doing the show is like i'm an anti-drama person man i've had so much like actual real life drama so like when drama barely comes my way in real life i'm like i'm, like, I'm out I'm out immediately, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. No. Well, yeah, we'll see, but I, I hope we do. I'll just say I hope we do see you down there because um, I think you'd make good TV and everything. I think the ladies would love you, so hopefully we'll see. <laughs> um, and before, uh, before we get out of here, because I know uh, Chris and I, we spend a lot of time on uh, Clubhouse a couple of nights a week. We see each other in the same rooms and whatnot. Yes, when sir. are you going to get on there with us, Blake? I know. I need to, man. I've never been on it. Like, I don't, what is it even? Right? Like, okay, let me a just, big let me, open form. It's, a, it's basically, it's, it's basically a live podcast, but Eric, let me tell you. So Eric hopped into a room last night. Eric, do you want to know what time that room ended? I don't, I was out at like 10 30, 10 45 my time. Bro. I didn't get off that room till three 30. What? That's crazy. AM. That's like that's like they did they did an open room for Connor the other night. He was on there for like four and a half hours. You literally just chat, like you just yeah. fucking talk. Chat. It's just so basically, it's like you have the moderators, and like you could have you know like we'll like whenever we have a welcome room for you, you know we'll hop in and we'll just be there to support you. But as the room keeps on going, it just keeps on evolving. Like we were talking about social media, we talked about family, talked about parents. At the end of the night, like we were just talking about music and just like sharing life and. 
on and on. It just it just keeps on evolving. I I do have to ask you a follow up question from last night though, because this this was kind of weird. Okay. When that Chris, that Chris guy from this past season, yeah, talked about like Bree slipping him his number at like a sushi restaurant. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> and it was like that was awkward. Well, yeah, because I, mean, I, mean, I was this, just like your response was like, "What do I really say to this shit?" <laughs> <laughs> I that? think I think well, this is this is this is the way that I was able to like really rationalize it. I, I was you know luckily enough to to go to Utah a few times when we were together and. It, I, I will attest, he's like, oh, there's like three or four million people in Utah everywhere I went. Not only because I was black, but it was also because I was on the show. Everybody knew who I was. So, like, I see how it's just such a small place. Bree's a really pretty girl and, like, she's an awesome person. So, I was like, I could see how somebody's like, yo, like, that looks like she's a catch. Like, let me lip, leave her my number, this or that. So, and it, it's funny. I knew that I, I know some of her history working at that restaurant, too. So, it's, <laughs> that also schooled me as well. So. <laughs> that's great damn i need to get on this fucking clubhouse thing man. you'd have you'd have fun on it i'll have to it do is, i would have it, too much a, i'd be like him saying up till four addicting. in the morning chat it's yeah fucking Ren, rendon comes on every night yeah yeah so is there any any monetary exchange going on here not for not really no there isn't is not i mean like uh, people who host rooms you know mm-hmm. there is starting to get some of that because you know mm-hmm. um if they like, you know, have a room like two nights a week, I'm, I'm trying to start up a show or two um, just to get back out there. I used to, you know, do radio in college. And so I'm just like itching just to like, just yeah, have yeah. Form to talk with people. So not, nothing like nothing like that yet, but I'm sure when they, it's only on iOS. So it's only for uh, Apple users. So oh. I'm sure when they drop it on Android, there's going to be a whole nother big blast and big surge. Yeah everything okay i could definitely see it's going to be a pretty big networking forum i hear about it everywhere everywhere man it's and honestly the thing about it is it's like we were just keep we just kept going in on it last night it's like it's 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 cooler honestly i think than any other social media platform out there i'll just tell you i think all right this is this is this is where i'll get you in blake so So uh, acting and all this stuff, bro, it's hard, you know, but there was like one day I was just like about to kill time. And I'm like, oh, I saw a room with casting directors. I'm like, all right, let me just hop in there. Hear what advice they're going to say, because I, I have all that. I've headshots, website, blah, blah, blah. Lakeith Sanfield and Tyrese Gibson are in there. And Lakeith is like, he, he was in, um, uh, like he was just in um, Juice and the Black Messiah. He was in uh, ATL or Atlanta and like. Obviously, Tyree skips in fast yeah. everything, blah, blah, yeah. blah, And he's just in there just dropping all these gems, just talking, just, like, making it happen. Like, basically just telling you don't give up and saying, like, yo, like, although I'm, you, you all think I'm up here, I'm still trying to do all these commercials. I'm mad that I don't have a commercial with this. I'm Like, I'm still going after. I'm still doing all this stuff. And it's just like, when am I ever going to hear that from Tyrese Gibson? Yeah. Like, there's no yeah. other forum unless unless I know somebody who can sit me down in his house. And it's just like... Wow, this stuff happens every single day. Like even like right now, there was a room with Lupe Fiasco, and like I don't listen to him anymore. But like when I was growing up, like Lupe Fiasco was like one of my biggest. Oh, I remember Lupe. Oh yeah, yeah it was crazy. Like oh, last yeah. night, there I saw a room. Bieber was in there. Yeah. Like yeah. you'll see, you'll see Zuckerberg. You'll see all these major CEOs too. Like and they're just hosting like conversations. Like you, 
it well, it's really cool. Yeah, it's a really yeah, it's a really powerful tool to connect us all. I love how this has turned into a club. Yeah, we're, we're, it <laughs> literally has. It's it's bizarre. Like That's cool though, yeah. Yeah, because when Blake Blake sure. said you were gonna come on, I was like, man, I'm in a room with this guy like one or two nights a week at least. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, and and honestly, like some of the the bachelor rooms are pretty fun, man. Like they are. Yeah, I've heard they're fun. It yeah, really evolved from just like being so straight up, like oh, let's get to the heart okay what was kind of silly on the show all right all of a sudden it's raunchy and everybody's got their shirt off like what the hell yeah i was telling blake too i was like i was i just popped in that room for a minute and they are they were all having blake's back from an incident yeah. with him oh yeah paradise. That, that's what i like to hear baby and i was like <laughs> i was like damn okay everyone's loving blake i was like i haven't heard this in a while <laughs> Yeah. Like, <laughs> fucking villain you know he's not the villain so, so that's okay so that's the question that i have for you then blake so should i should i hit the beach or what or you don't it... want me to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> no man honestly like i always say man because i obviously get asked that a lot from a lot of alumni and man i mean i don't see honestly like i don't see why not like go for it man it's high risk but it's high reward man like yeah your life can be fucking ruined or you can you know kill it like you know it's high risk high reward man so i mean anytime you go on national television it is though man and when you give up all the power of editing and everything like it's yeah, all yeah. risk you know so yeah, uh, yeah. you should yes you should you definitely should i know some people where i'm like no you should not no, you, you should, should definitely go yeah <laughs> definitely go down man so. yeah, hey, yeah. The, the door still might be open blake still even might be there yeah, with you, you never know i would take yeah and, and there's i'm just gonna let's just put this out there right now that article that was written the other day i have not been contacted okay guys so like all these clickbait <laughs> articles oh it cracks me up man uh well yeah man thanks for coming on uh where can people find you instagram all that spotify all that fun stuff tell them watson t-e-l-l-e-m-w-a-t-s-o-n um that's my instagram and on my instagram i have my links and all of my music is under christopher watson if you guys want to listen to chris and brie that album has over three million streams which is sick Ooh. uh it's a hot album man you know what i'm Damn. saying uh just chris and brie uh okay. you can find that on all streaming platforms as well um Perfect. so yeah awesome man thanks for coming on and i'll let you know next time i'm in la man we'll grab drinks together for sure Dude, for sure for sure yeah. i'm on the side best side so just let me know cool absolutely man we'll do that and then yeah keep us updated on when exactly that's dropping in june and we're blasted all over man so excited for those three two projects so go check out uh his two new projects coming out uh beauty of love and tell him drive about june june-ish so thanks guys appreciate it thanks for listening everyone be sure to follow our instagram at behind the rose podcast don't forget to subscribe comment like and give us all five of those damn stars Behind the Rose is recorded on-site at the world-famous Grizzly Rose or wherever we happen to be. See you next time, Behind the Rose.